times that I fell asleep in church. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Second Pot Podcast. We are here in rainy, dreary Grove City, Ohio. I don't know. The weather might be starting to break. It doesn't look that bad, but... I love rainy mornings. I love them. Good for you. It's my Scottish heritage. Yeah. You can take the clan out of Scotland, but you don't take the Scotland out of the clan. Anyway... Yeah, so uh, Lowlander by way of Ireland through Virginia down through the Cumberland Gap up into the Pennsylvania, into southeastern. Oh, you, you, they're a northern. My northern. people came in through New York and went over to Pennsylvania. Some stopped there, but John Galogly kept coming. Kept coming. Yeah, well, good for him. Anyway. Well, like we said, this is the Second Pop <laughs> Podcast. Um, we are aware of our heritage and <laughs> celebrate it consistently. I am Caleb Spiker here with Serena Wolf, and uh, we hope that if you are caffeinated, you're ready to go. And if you're not caffeinated, you can grab some and caffeinate with us. Well, let's go. All right. So, Caleb, on Sunday. You preached a sermon entitled, What Are You Chasing? You're nodding. Yeah, that sounds agreement. right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think this is something listeners should understand. Like, we, you and I live a week or two ahead. Yeah. So when we talk about sermons that you like you or I just preached three days ago, um, the reality is in our world, that was two weeks ago. It's been filed. Right. Like, (laughs) yeah. Right. Like I worked on that sermon four or five weeks ago and now we're still talking about, um, so anyway, I want to cut you some slack there when you're like, what did I preach on this weekend? Because you're not, you weren't living on that weekend. When you were there, you're well, already, no, no, well, no. I mean, yeah, you are like, in the moment, you know, but like, yeah, Sunday at noon, you know, you, you make the shift and it's, it gets filed and yeah. Yeah. I mean, during which worship, in, 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 in some ways is, is, is a bad thing. Cause I think I'd be a better preacher if I did better being like, Hey, so last week, here's what, here's what we talked about. Here's how this week's going to fit together. I don't always make that transition good. But. Yeah. Well, if you want to, that's an acquired skill, I'm sure. Anyway, what are you chasing? So um, you told <laughs> one of my favorite pastor stories mm. during that. Um, so why don't you share that pastor story? I think you know which one I'm talking about because you got so. a little grin yeah. on your face. Share that pastor story with our listeners. Yeah. Um, so yes, we have... Uh, a, a fellow pastor um, in another part of the state who, on multiple occasions, I've heard him um, talk about paying attention to, like, the clothes you wear on Sunday morning. Um, and, you know, on this past week we were talking about, you know, what we, what we use our money to try to achieve, Right. So sometimes we use money to try to achieve security. Sometimes we use it to try to achieve status. And this is nothing new. This is the same thing people are using money on in the first century. 
right? Like the vast majority of all money goes towards acquiring security, status, or pleasure. One of those three things. Yes. Almost, almost all of our, our, our spending habits, um, go towards one of those three things. Um, and you can even think about that, like, you know, with, uh, even like th- the specific decisions we make around what we're going to eat, you know, change depending on what we're trying to accomplish, right? Like if you are going on a first date, you are thinking less about your hunger. You're thinking less about how uh, good it's going to taste. And you're thinking most about like showing your date that you are not an absolute loser by, you know, well, unless you're me and you take your date to Taco Bell because I you were a poor college I, I, I student. didn't have much game. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, so we were talking about, you know, you can like wealth can be used for security, for status, for pleasure, but ultimately, um, if we use our wealth for the kingdom, all that other stuff takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was telling the story about, um, pastor friend, another part of the state who, um, you know, I've heard him give this presentation a couple of different times where he said, uh, I'm wearing a $180 pair of jeans right now. And I tell you why I'm wearing a $180 pair of jeans. Cause there are people in my church who say he's wearing jeans. He's like me. There are other people in my church who know the jeans that I'm wearing and they can say, too, he's like me. So jeans are great, and expensive jeans are even better because, you know, people who are working people can be like, he's wearing jeans. He's not trying to upper, he's not trying to, you know, show off. And then people who actually have wealth and know what expensive clothes look like can be like, he knows what he's doing. And, and I, like, I, I struggle with that, mm-hmm. right? And I think I even kind of said, you know, I am judging him in my heart right now. Don't be like me. Be like Jesus. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, and the first time I, I heard that story, I mean, I was a little repulsed uh, just because, you know, I grew up like where I'm from. You don't drop $185 on jeans. No. Like that. I mean, A, most people don't have it to drop. And B, like that's just wasteful. If you're spending that much money on a article of clothing, it's going to be Carhartt coveralls that for the next decade you will wear every cold day. To go or your steel toe luxury. boots, yeah. right? Like, um, yeah. But so, you sure as heck aren't spending $180, $180 on a pair of jeans that have holes in them. No, yeah, no. <laughs> well, I mean, that depends on the age. But here's the other thing, like, if you do have a $180 pair of jeans, there's no reason to announce that. And that's what gets me about that story is that he displayed his wealth in a way that's like reveals some manipulation to me. Like this is manipulative, right? Like, 
Um, I think so. You're shrugging. Caleb's shrugging. I'm, I, I, I'm probably... I don't, I, I don't want to assume uh, reasoning. Well, I guess when, when I hear someone say, I wear jeans so that the worker person will identify with me, so will the rich person. I'm like, that seems manipulative. Like, um, I mean, but I, I don't, you know, if, and, you know, before we started recording, we talked about this a little bit, how, you know, we have this hardwiring in our psyches to gravitate to people who we can identify with. You know, I I don't think it's necessarily a a bad thing to pay attention to the signaling we're giving off and how that will help people identify or not identify with us. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing in and of itself. Maybe. I wrestle with this. Like, I'm sure that there are ways that I do it that I'm not even aware of. Probably. Um, But also, like, as a pastor... I mean, I want people to be able... I want to be approachable. But I'm not trying to attract people to me. I'm trying to attract people to Jesus. And I'm not sure... You know, I've, I, I don't know that I've talked about this on the podcast, but I've certainly talked about it before with you and some other people who know me fairly well. Um, so my family, like really the only thing we do is go on vacation. (laughs) Uh, we don't go to bunches of movies. We don't even eat out that much. Like we aren't going to restaurants every week. We order pizza, you know, maybe once every couple of weeks. Um, but we go on these vacations that are pretty daggone expensive. And... I wrestle with that. Like, is this sinful? Now, having said that, uh, we also use our resources to help other people go on vacation who may not be able to otherwise, right? Like, you know, we like our kids to bring other kids on vacation with them. I think that's fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, if there's a kid they want to bring on vacation who wouldn't be able to afford it otherwise, then we'll, we'll... We'll pay for that kid to go. That's cool. It doesn't bother me uh, because what we have, we'll share. But, yeah, I wrestle. Like, oh, we could do a lot more, a lot of other things with that money. Of course, in the coming, you know, eight years, we're going to have to do other things with that money because college. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But what I don't do is go around telling people, like, how much we drop, right? Like, I'm part of the Disney Vacation Club, so that people who uh, like Cinderella know that I'm one of them. I mean, yeah. but I this isn't something like that's not on my computer, right? Like, I anymore. I, have, I didn't have DVC on there. You definitely. I did. did? Yes. No, I didn't. Oh yeah. Uh, see. Um. But I, but I mean, like, I wrestle with it, right? Like, the money we spend going to Disney. Um, and I can tell you, like, DVC has actually saved us a ton of money because we go to Disney for vacation. Like, that's the, what our family loves to do. Um, 
but yeah, like, uh, like I wonder when we talk about the things that we have or how much money we spend, I wonder how many people hear that, like, you spent how much? Is that a good use of your money? Right? Like. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, I think it, it gets to this bigger question of, of when we are thinking about the resources that we are stewarding. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like that is a language shift that we are wise to make. Yeah. It's not the money you have, it's the resources you are stewarding. Um, because I, mean, I think the biblical perspective is remembering that none of it is ours. Right. Um, you know, that we have been given what we have in this season for, you know, for a multitude of reasons, but um, that ultimately, like the rich young ruler, we need to be ready at any moment to walk away and do something else. That's what we're called to. Um, yeah, I mean, like... And I mean, I think this this is part of where we get into like what is the purpose of of giving of first fruits? Mm-hmm. You know, it is reminding ourselves on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. You know, I mean, whatever. You know, whenever you do your your budgeting work or whatever. Um, you know, it is that reminder that this is not permanent. Yep. That it's not even mine. Um. Yeah, and I think for our family, like, tithing and giving has made us more generous. Um, Like, I am willing and happy to expend resources to like, like our house has somehow become the house that the kids go to. Mm. Um, so we frequently have more than four mouths to feed in our house at a meal unexpectedly, except now I'm just planning on it. Like now I'm just (laughs) like, okay, so I'm going to have at least two other kids here that I need to feed. Um, that's, that's fine. Right. Like that's fine. Oh, no, no. Sorry, (laughs) my watch. Uh, She didn't understand what I was saying. Um, But yeah, like, uh, you know, Lucy's got a friend that's over a lot. The kid's over a lot. And when we do stuff, he may or may not be there. And what we have, we're happy to share with him, right? Mm -hmm. Like... Um, yeah. Yeah. And let me just say that, like, if we didn't spend money on other people or give to the church, or if I didn't give a little bit to my seminary, our vacations would be a lot longer than they are. Uh, but, you know, I still wrestle with, you know, just the things I'm willing to buy. Yeah. And I think, you know, part of it is 
like when we learn to live within our means, it's just so much less stressful yeah. than when you're living to the margins. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like an insight into the spiker household finances, right? Like we budget probably 60, 65%. Like, you know, we live on, you know, 65% of what we make. You know, because we have this, the, you know, the percentage at the beginning that, um, you know, goes into um, retirement. You know, we have the the percentage that uh, goes as first fruits giving to the church, um, and then you know we budget out whatever debt service. You know, we budget out <coughs> groceries and, and that sort of thing, and you know because of that. Seven to ten percent every month just kind of sits there and gets to accumulate. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's let's talk for a minute because I don't think most people can live on sixty five percent of what they made. Like if Tyler, but like if Tyler and I tried to do that, that. Like, that's not reasonable for us because we have a house payment. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, like, (sighs) yeah. Pastors' lives are weird. Pastors talking about money gets weird because our jobs come with some benefits that other jobs don't. Yeah. So, I mean, we we don't make, like, for the level of education, like, we are (laughs) massively underpaid. Yes. Um, But, you know, there are... You know, I mean, especially in in my case, you know, I have I have housing as a benefit, which you know, yeah, kind of evens it out. Yeah, um, yeah, it's funny, right? Like I'm working on this doctorate of ministry, uh, and somebody said, I can't remember where it was or who said it, something about like, you know, you don't do that if you think you're not going to get something out of it. And I think they were talking about money, and I just laughed. Because I was like, <laughs> this isn't going to get me a raise. Like, that's... Yeah. But I mean, even there, right? Like, you know, we... You know, I, I think... I think there are still some decisions that Cindy and I make that most people are unwilling to make. Maybe. Right? Like, yep. we're driving old, beat-up cars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our kids never get new clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we grocery shop at Aldi's and raise our own egg chickens and, (laughs) which is just great, have an extensive garden. And I mean, like there are things that we do intentionally to, um, you know, to try and manage finances in such a way that, you know, like, so, so whereas like, I think, you know, I tend to think for, you know, the typical family in Grove City, you know, with two, 
middle class income earners. Like living on sixty five to seventy percent is well within their own possibility. Mm. But it requires making some intentional decisions that um that most people don't want to make. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean I know we live on I mean probably a good 85% of what we bring in, right? No, probably 80. Um, But like you, like, you know, we intentionally keep our house small. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have tons of room. Uh, Because that's, we don't, we don't need that. Like, and it's a way that we keep our, our finances in check, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. Well, yeah, you've applied now for a mortgage because you guys bought the mm-hmm. the land and the the house, the cabin. I mean, I remember when we applied for our first mortgage, and the amount that the bank was willing to let us borrow was laughable to me. I'm like, yep. are you kidding me? Why would you let me borrow that much? Are you crazy? They are perfectly happy with you living to the, oh, to my the very market. Gosh. Yep. Oh. I was like, hey, I don't need that much house, and B, no thank you. Like, um, but yeah, and I think, too, some of this is is certainly value-driven, right? Like, I hear, like, I'm not going to go buy a $185 pair of jeans. I'm just not. I have jeans that are half that that last me a good two or three years. I'm happy with it, right? I have jeans that are one-fifteenth of that. Hey man, it will can, last me a decade. Yeah, yeah, but I, but you know, like I don't. I'm pretty rough on my jeans, but anyway. Oh yeah, you were you were pants a lot more than I do. But, I, I tend to walk and, around pantsless most of the time. And by that, Caleb means he wears shorts. <laughs> Caleb, you you've got to stop, man. You gotta. <laughs> anyway, uh, but you know, like so, I've started running. And I know he's still laughing. I'm trying to move on so that nobody thinks that you're actually like a pervert. Um, I mean, yeah, the oh, like, it is the, funny. The, the, the first time I said I didn't think about, it, but now that I know it bothers you, it's become a recurring. Joke it's not I'm that hearing. it bothers me. It's just like, dude, did you hear what you just said? Um, it's it, like, <laughs> I mean, like I, I do kind of fear that our longtime listeners, all, all three of you. <laughs> You know, imagine that I'm sitting here poo-bearing oh, it no, during no. the... no, 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 We would not be in the same room No, we would together. not. Oh, mercy. Uh, uh, so, you know, like, I'm not going to go buy jeans that cost a ton of money because I'm just not. Like, I've got other things I need to spend my money on. But I'm running. And uh, you actually, like, okay, so today I'm wearing a pair of secondhand Vans. These are some of my favorite shoes. I got them for like 15 bucks secondhand, and they still had tags on them. It was incredible. It's a good feeling. Oh, man. Um, so today I'm wearing Vans, but, you know, Vans uh, are skateboard shoes. So there's really like nothing to them. There's a rubber sole, a little bit of padding. Um, and if I try to run in these, I'm going to get injured. Well, you may get injured anyway. Well, I may get injured anyway. Hey, yeah. hey. I've been doing it since June 1st, no injury yet. Um, so to avoid injury, I have bought 
I have now two pair of really good running shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd rather sink the money on the running shoes that I am fortunate enough to be able to buy than sink the money on the doctor's bills (laughs) that I'll get for, you know, and the PT for treating IT band syndrome or, you know, foot problems. And yeah. And I mean, I, I tend to be very much of the opinion that like, uh, long-term health investment is an Mm -hmm. investment worth making. Yeah. Because there is no point in having a 401k or a 403b if you're not healthy enough to That's enjoy right. it. That's right. Yeah. So, and I mean, like, I'd love to belong to a gym again. It's so expensive. It's so expensive. So I don't belong to a gym. But I have gotten some inexpensive, you know, exercise equipment at home. And I've got my running shoes. So, you know, I, I and I, I like Apple products. They work. I'm familiar with them. So I buy Macs. And those, you pay a freaking price for that, man. They have a smaller market share. It's more expensive. Um, so, you know. So this is it. All boils down to our choices, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll drop money on my MacBook, and it'll last me a good long time, and it works. But yeah, I think I think what scares me more is the idea of spending things without examining. You know, if I weren't asking the question is it sinful for my family to spend this much money on vacation? I think that's a bigger red flag, right? So to me, standing up and telling pastors like, hey, I bought $185 pair of jeans, so both the poor people and the rich people in my congregation think I fit in with them, um, which in my head is how I hear that. And, you know, that's not being gracious, I know. But... Hopefully there's been some self-reflection there. Like, you know, is this a wise use of my money? Um, is it sinful that I spend that much money on a pair of jeans? Oh, I, I don't know if... Yeah, I mean... Look, if I buy a $185 pair of jeans, I'm wearing them once a week so that nothing happens to them. <laughs> and they better last me, like you said, a decade. The like, rest of my career. I mean... Yeah. You know, like, now there's kind of an interest, because, like, if you think about it in terms of, like, a robe and stole, like, it would not at oh, all... those things are so freaking expensive. They are, right? Like, if you're thinking in terms of, you know, this is my... my worship uniform. I don't know. I, I might be coming around. Maybe maybe he's on to something. <laughs> well I don't know. I mean it still seems a little a little It's funny though because to me and, and here's the thing. it's it's less about spending it and more about the way he talked about it. Mm-hmm. It just it's just like it just came across a little icky. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it, it's funny because to me, 
the benefit of, and I don't have one yet. I can't, I don't, I, let's see. As a licensed local pastor, I don't wear a stole, but I can Correct. wear a robe. Yes. Um, the benefit of a robe for a woman is that you don't get to be distracted by what I wear because for whatever reason, you're going to be distracted if I'm not wearing something that fits your expectation. I think more so than than men. I think women, not a, a little more. I, I I think uh, I think it's a little more, but I think the sensitivity to it is much higher. Maybe because I mean, like I've I have been given grief about what I wear everywhere I've been at one point or another, and I just go meh. To the point where your board says something to you? Uh, I can't remember if the board ever did. Yeah. Yeah. I had an experience where the board said something to me. Yeah. And what was funny was some of the things I wore were not too far off from some of the things my male colleague was wearing. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> Um, but you know, that, so for, for a woman, like, um, the next time, if I ever do another wedding, I'm going to wear a robe because then I don't have to worry about it. Like there's no equivalent of a suit for a woman. Pantsuit. Yeah. I hate pantsuits. Hate them. I hate them. Hate them. Evening gown. Lord have mercy. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyway, um, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm glad. I, I thought your sermon asked some, you know, like you're asking the question, you know, because I think too people forget um, the way you spend your money actually tells us what it is you're after. Yeah, and ultimately, like, I don't know. Spend your money however you want. I sure. don't care. Um, like that's 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 none of my business. Like I, I, I do, like, you know, like legitimately. I, I, I don't care how someone spends their money. I question the justification, like in the case of this pastor and his expensive jeans and what like because like to me it sounds like I wanted the status yeah like and you know like I think there's a little bit of heart question there um a little like, bit all of heart question yeah. sorry but yeah. like I don't think there's you know like if you want to you know drive a nice car like, I think that's fine, right? Like, you know, if you want to go on nice vacations, that's fine, too. Like, like, like there's there's no, like, I, I, I am not interested in trying to Monday morning quarterback how people are spending their money. Yeah. Um, but I do think from the standpoint of our own personal reflection, you know, asking the question, what am I hoping to accomplish by spending this money in this way? 
I think can give us some real insight into the state of our heart. Yep. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, like, you know, I'm, I'm playing golf later this month with, um, you know, a guy in the church and, and golf's expensive. It, it is yep. right. Like gas is expensive. Fertilizer is expensive. All the stuff they need to take care of the course is expensive. You know, balls, tees, clubs. They can all they be, pass that. They pass that cost on to you, though. Yeah, don't worry. They can all be well. Well, no. Like you have your own clubs and balls well, and stuff, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like but, yeah. The the course the course is not losing money letting you play golf on it. Um, so when we were in Disney, the the resort we stay in is kind of incorporated into one of their golf courses, mm. and so we watch people tee off like from our you know our little windows um and the little outdoor area um and tyler's like i wonder i wonder how much it costs to play golf at disney he didn't even tell me he's like that's ridiculous and shut the computer <laughs> so yeah. it's 200 bucks oh i'm certain i yeah. wouldn't be surprised at all and we couldn't we couldn't get a tea time the whole time we were there they were all it was booked anyway yep. yeah well, yeah, you have these people who take their families down. It's like, gosh, I got to get away from these people. I don't care what it'll cost. Get, <laughs> give me five hours out on the course. It's going to hey, be man. the slowest round of my life, but I don't care. My understanding is their courses are really nice, too. Oh, I'm sure so. they are. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's – and, um, you know, could could that, you know, $30, $40, $50 greens fee be spent in some other way? Yeah. You know, am I spending it in a bid for status or security? No. Pleasure, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also a, you know, an opportunity just to, just to get away. You know, and in this case, go out with, um, you know, a brother here in the church. And, you know, like it's, it's, it's just, it, you know, like I, I don't, I don't feel any, uh, conscionable thoughts about it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, you also don't go out and like golf every single weekend. And I mean, this isn't yeah. now, um, buying like a 20 ounce diet Mountain Dew at the store that, that eats me up. It's like, man, two bucks for 20 ounces. Just like that, it, that, that, it, it that, that's just a failure to plan ahead. Cause if you plan ahead, you can get it for a dollar a liter every day and twice on Sunday. Yeah. But if you fail to plan ahead and find yourself, you know, overcome with your need for caffeine at the checkout aisle, and there it is. Like, I I feel a little sinful when I give in to that one. But it's yeah, you know, it, it's it's because you know, like I think there's a, a sense of like the I am allowing my desire for immediate pleasure to overcome the, um, 
you know, my, my better angels that say, no, be more disciplined, you know, do this, do this the right way. Yeah. Um, yeah. We pay a lot of money for convenience and, uh, I call it sometimes the stupidity tax, right? Like, well, certainly the non-discipline tax. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. I think these are, these are all good things to think about. So, and I'm with you, like, I don't want to get legalistic. I mean, this is, this is the, the negative side of being raised a Baptist that I come <laughs> in with, right? Like that tendency to like, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, it's sinful. Well, maybe, maybe Sometimes not. it's just foolish. Uh, yes. You know, and, and, and I, I think, you know, growing in wisdom and growing in righteousness are both noble pursuits. Yep. Um, and yeah, I, I think being able to differentiate between foolish and sinful, right? Like it is it is foolish to have debt service that stretches you to the margins. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's necessarily sinful. Um Yeah, I mean it, it all can depends, right? result it all in sin. Yes. Um, but you know, I I think, you know, part of um, part of learning how to live in a way that is that is cognizant of you know this divine reality um, you know, is is learning to live with greater discipline. Yep. Agreed. Hey, um, I'm a little thirsty. Are you thirsty? I was born thirsty. I got some. I've got some things for us to drink. Let's uh, let's let's get some caffeine. What do you say? <sighs> <laughs> All right, Caleb. So uh, I took it upon myself to grab an energy drink while I was at the grocery this week. And uh, I saw these cans because I'm always looking out for energy drinks that we haven't tried now. Yeah. So you want to tell our listeners what it is you're holding in your hand? This is uh, the Rocks Energy Drink Company. <laughs> it <laughs> it kind of looks... It kind of does look like it, right? Like that no, could it is. be Maui. It's, it's on the back. Everyday what? Warrior, like the rock. No. Yeah. What? Like his signature's <gasps> right there. It is. Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. My fellow Everyday Warriors. Zoa, Z-O-A. Yeah. I don't know. Is about healthy, positive energy that helps us all focus, be productive, and get stronger together. Mana, gratitude, Zoa. Dwayne Johnson. I love Dwayne Johnson. Like the man makes Can me happy. you smell <laughs> what's in this energy drink can? I I just I love him. He is he is a positive force in the entertainment world. He is. And so I am happy that I got this. So it does, it kind of looks like a uh, Maui on the front. So I'm, I'm a little disappointed that, uh, that the flavor isn't candy ass orange. (laughs) Caleb. 
I, I mean... I'm just saying, like, when I think about The Rock, I think about those promos from, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know I should think about, you know, the movie star, but in my mind... (laughs) He's still, he's still with the, what, they're called WWE now, right? Yeah. It used to be WWF. Am I dream, am I dreaming or is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So back in the day... Yeah, I mean, he's well, still uh, he's still Rocky, right? He's still. I mean, I think people now like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, right? Like he's clearly. Well, anyway, anyway, oh, does he even put like the Rock in his uh, like the subtitle in the byline of the movies, or is I'm, it just Dwayne Johnson at this point? I think it's just Dwayne Johnson. I could be wrong. Are you going to IMDb that? I mean, what's, what's, let's see, he just did that Jungle Cruise movie, right? What is the, what does the... And Emily Blunt, I can't believe I still haven't seen that. It's one of my favorite rides. Whoops. Yep, that's okay. You can hit the microphone with your phone all you want. All right. Yeah, Jungle Cruise, the, the, on the, um, on the poster, it just says Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson, yeah. He's, uh... I mean, if he wants to be taken seriously as an actor, and he's not the best actor, but he's not the worst. No, he fills an important niche. I'd, I'd rather watch him than uh, Leonardo DiCaprio any day of the week. Oh, come on, Serena. Come on now. All right. We need to, we need to, we're thirsty. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Zoa, I'm surprised he didn't call it Zoe. And for the record, like Z O, and then he's actually got a Delta sign. I'm yeah. a little disappointed. That's not an A. Dwayne, that's a Delta. Uh, this is wild orange because the other flavors looked awful. You ready? Yes. Oh, smells like vitamins. Smells like tang. Oh, that's different. Oh, that's really different. Hmm. It's, it's like not bad. Pineapple. Yeah, it's it's a more uh it's it doesn't taste artificially sweet. Dwayne, my man. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I think this is okay. Yeah. Uh, 160 milligrams caffeine from all natural sources per 16 fluid ounce serving, which is the size of the can, 15 calories, tons of vitamins, all our B, little bit of magnesium, all the C. Caleb's like chugging it down man it's not bad no it's not yeah i mean it does seem like these companies have figured out how to make orange taste good better than all the other flavors yeah i like orange flavored stuff so this is uh carbonated but it's not like pop rocks 
Like sometimes you, you yeah. get, you know, sometimes they've been a little heavy on the carbonation. Yeah. All right. It, uh, so at Aldi, they sell this like pineapple pop. Mm-hmm. And this tastes like that with like a squirt of uh, like orange Mio put in it. Orange what? Like the little like vitamin squirt concentrated water enhancer stuff. Oh, I don't Mio, think Mio, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's good though. I'm a fan. I drink it That's again. It's all right. Yeah. So, uh, I think one of these days we need to have a, um, a, like a tournament of champions where we just bring out all the, the orange because mm. orange is what they do best. It is. It really and, is. You know, we'll do like a shot glass of each one, line them all up, blind test taste, figure out who is the champion of the orange. Mm. And that'll be our. Our final champion for all time. I mean, my worry is that, you know, C4 is going to be in there somewhere. Yep. Isn't that the one that killed the taste buds? No, no, no. no. That was she, I always get it adrenaline shock. That'll be in there. C4 is what gave you the tingles. Oh, that's right. That was it had, weird. Uh, beta alanine in it. That was so weird. I didn't like it. Um, and I wouldn't, I didn't call it, it didn't even feel like tingles. It felt like itching to me. My yeah. hands got itchy. Yeah. So All yeah, right. This is real good. I'm giving it a nine. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not the highest of uh, caffeine content, that's okay. Yeah, that's absolutely. It I mean, but good. it's not super low either, mm. right? Like nice 160, that's nothing to sneeze at. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mr. Johnson, you have put your name on a pretty good product. And the fact that your signature is on there, I'm not going to lie, is appealing to me, makes me want to go buy more, because I will support that man's livelihood. I like him. He seems legit. I mean... You know, there's a, it does seem like of all the different types of entertainers we have in the world, like the dudes and ladies in wrestling seem to be pretty likable on the whole. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, like there are some real jerks, right? Well, sure. Like people who have like horrible family lives and, and whatever. But, you know, like for the most part, they're either, you know, Polynesians from that one family, you know, or they're from Minneapolis. It's mm-hmm. like 90% of professional wrestling comes from one of those two places. A few from Cincinnati, a few from down <clears throat> south. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are both just kind of cultures that are laid back and really friendly. Whereas, like, movie actors come from everywhere and, you know, 
can be a little more prima donna-ish, it seems. I feel like Jennifer Lawrence has, so far, she seems to have done a good job keeping her Kentucky roots, maybe. I don't know. I don't read a whole lot. Probably. I mean, like, she took a year off. <laughs> She's just like, eh, I don't feel like doing it right now. I'm yeah, going to do something yeah. else. <laughs> hey, can you blame her? Dang. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, it's a different... That form of entertainment has a different draw to it and uh yeah different people but here's here's what i like in my movie stars i like people that i'm like i actually think i could sit down and talk to you man and i think i could actually sit in a room with Dwayne the rock johnson and just talk same thing with Jennifer Lawrence. I don't know about most other actors and actresses, though. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it seems like there's... Uh, and part of it is... Like, the actor's actor. Like, mm-hmm. that archetype. Mm-hmm. Is just so weird. Oh, yeah. You know, like, the character actors, like... Oh my gosh! Like, uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, uh, Jared uh, Leto. Leto, like, yeah, like that on the set of Suicide Squad, he was like sending, like, uh, uh, like fetal pigs yeah. to his castmates to yeah. get in the the Joker spirit. It's like, man, I don't want to be around that. <laughs> That's too much for me. <laughs> the the Joker is a very interesting character. But terrifying if that p- character comes to life. Yeah. Like I, yeah, character method, isn't that what they call it? Or something, there's something it's, like there's an yeah. official, like there's a name for it, uh, that method of acting where you just embody your character. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a little out there for me. And typically people who do that like have been jerks too. So here's a conversation, like, if there was one actor who I would want to have a conversation with, it would be Andrew Garfield, who Mm, was Spider-Man. Yeah. And it's a very specific reason why. So he is one of these character, actor, method type people, whatever. Um, And over the course of the last decade, he has played um, uh, Desmond... Yeah. Uh, what's his name from Hacksaw Ridge? He's played uh, missionary in Japan. Yep. And he's now played Jim Baker. And I would be interested to hear his spiritual insights after trying to embody the spiritual space of yeah. those three experiences. Yeah. The, you know, devout Adventist who was... Uh, who felt compelled to serve, but was unwilling to 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 kill uh, the missionaries experiencing, you know, a painful, difficult time in Japan, and then you know the Jim and Tammy Faye experience, right? Yeah. Uh, by the way, this is called this is called method acting. That that is okay. I've got a couple of. Uh, I just googled it real quick. 
Let's see. Daniel Day-Lewis, the crowned king of modern-day method acting. I don't know how much, how valid any of this is. But anyway, Kate Winslet, Robert De Niro, Tom Hanks. I would like to meet Tom Hanks. He strikes me as another person that you could just sit and talk to. Uh, yeah, let's see. Oh, look, Leonardo DiCaprio. is Tom DiCaprio. Hanks from Cleveland? What? I'm pretty sure Tom Hanks is from Cleveland. I... I really? Mm-hmm. Because if he is, there's yet another reason Ohio is vastly superior uh, to all other states. If we produce the number of astronauts and presidents and we get Tom Hanks, let me tell you, it's a good place to be. All right, let me see if his IMDb tells us where he was born. Because I, I, but again, like, if I really like someone, I don't. I try not to read too much about them. Yep, you start liking them less typically. Oh, or man. sometimes you start liking them more. And that's that's one of the no, really no. Thomas Jeffrey Hanks was born in Concord, California. So, sorry about that. Hmm. I'd love for Ohio to claim him, but we cannot. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I learned this mistake with John Mayer. I really liked his music. I think he is the Eric Clapton of my generation. His guitar skills are ridiculous. He is so talented. And then I read stuff that he said, and I'm like, you are a total jerk. I can't listen to your music now. What are you doing? Um, made me sad. Yeah, he was pretty immature there, wasn't he? He was. I think he's grown up some. Well, you yeah. know, life has a way of doing that to you. It does. But you were going to say something. I was, you know, one of the things that I'm I'm learning in this season is that just about everyone who I don't like, if I met them in a different circumstance, I think I'd like them a lot. Right, like, you know, so um, Tucker Carlson and Rachel Maddow can't stand either character they play on TV. They both just drive me up a wall. They're unbearable. In the last year or so, I've come across interviews with them where they're talking about fly fishing. And it's like, if they played that, fly fishing character on TV, I'd love them both, right? Like, they're so, like, they they talk about with such freedom and winsomeness and joy that it's infectious. It's like, man, I want to go out to Montana with Rachel Maddow and Tucker Carlson and go fly fishing because it sounds great. Yeah, but except... But I watch either of their characters, and it's like, ugh, man, I, I don't think I could... I could be in the same zip code with these people. And here's the thing, though. Like, they know that they're... If they are playing characters on television, they are building their wealth upon divisive commentator, com- commentary that is harming American society. And so, in their personal lives, they might be likable sometimes, but... uh I, d- I don't know. I can't, I can't do that. I can't. Like, 
Yeah. I think I would still be like, how can you be okay and be doing this terrible thing? Like, I don't know if, if their thing is the terrible thing. I mean, like, like I said, I don't like the characters they play, but other people do. And I don't know if I get to make the final say on what people should enjoy or not enjoy as far as their entertainment. But I don't think people watch them for entertainment. I think they watch them believing they're getting the news. Everything we do is entertainment. This is the 21st century in America. Like, we are entertained to death. Mm -hmm. Like, this is why cable news has become what it is. Because if it's not entertaining, like, you flip the channel and go to someone who is. Yeah. Yeah. One of these times, we're going to, we'll probably talk about, like, virtue and you know like you I don't I don't think the human psyche is meant to be so compartmentalized like if Tucker Carlson plays a character on TV much like um um Stephen Colbert did right but eventually he was like I have to stop this character, this is not good, right? Like, he made that decision. And so... He made that decision because CBS paid him $11 million a year to make that decision. I don't know. Did he? Or did he grow stronger in his faith? Come on. Come on. I don't know. Come on. I don't know. Or did they pay him $11 million because he's like, I'm going to stop doing this. And they're like... We're going to hire you to do something else because people love you. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll, yeah. What you do and who you are, like, these are not inseparable things. I don't think they are. Now, maybe I'm saying that, and maybe that's why I'm a pastor, <laughs> right? Like, because I can't separate what I do and who I am in a good sense. Right, like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. Um, so that energy drink—it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. It is. It is pretty, pretty stinking good. All right. So and the I, rock, pretty stinking likable. Oh man, just man, he's awesome. I don't have like a crush or anything on him. I don't find him particularly like attractive, but he is good looking and he seems like he's probably a good dad and his kids are cute and he picks good characters to play. Like here's to you, Dwayne, the rock Johnson. I also give your energy drink a nine. Well done. Okay, so Caleb, uh, we covered a little bit of ground this morning in our podcast. Um, here in my head is kind of an overall takeaway. Because I think it's true both with like our conversation about celebrities and our conversations about how we spend money. Like, what you do is... Uh, 
a reflection of what you love and who you are. And so to me, that's the driver for self-reflection and knowing why I spend money the way I do or give my time to what I do. Um, Like for me, there are just some ways of spending money that are off limits and there are going to be some jobs that are going to be off limits. Like because I can't do that type of work and um, remain true to who I'm supposed to be. Hmm. It's why I had to leave financial aid when I did, right? Like I was just not not being the person God called me to be. I was grumpy. I was unhealthy. I was pretty calloused. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I had a professor back in the day who who said love money and use stuff and never confuse the two. Love money? No, love people. Love people. Use Use stuff. stuff. Never confuse the two. Never confuse the two. Yep. Yeah, and I think those are wise words to live by. Yep. Yeah. So is that what you want the takeaway to be? I don't know, maybe. I think it's a good takeaway. All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Second Pot Podcast. If you need caffeine today, we're recommending Zoa, I think is how he would pronounce it. Uh, Healthy warrior energy drink. Yeah. I think this is like the 25th or 26th we've recorded, but the 20th that actually got published. Yeah. So. Yeah. Podcasting is, (sighs) it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so if you aren't caffeinated yet, go grab some caffeine, stay caffeinated. And stay in love with Jesus. And we will be back next week. Put a second pot on, we're going to learn what's going on. Just-